Hi, I'm Trinity. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Hi, everybody. This is Monday. I use she, her, hers. This is Mish. I use she, her pronouns. Hi, this is Flesh. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. Hey, this is Rosie. I'm, I'm she, her. Welcome to the Rec Room podcast. So basically, we started this podcast as a way to find a place to unwind and unpack all the things that are happening in the world in which we can all like figure out a way to help. Ooh, we could talk about the the resources thing. I know when I was in New Zealand, which is like less capitalist according to them, they had like no variety. <laughs> they had no okay. variety of anything. I mean, <laughs> that like in a way would be really helpful for some like people who are not neurotypical because or just, you know, some people who are. But like I I choices are, are hard. Yeah, but like if you're looking <laughs> for something that. specific and then, like, like let's say you go to the grocery store, and all you have is one brand in the whole store. Ugh. But the thing is, we really do kind of have that. Thing. Like, yeah, but they all have, like, rough. slightly different formulations. But they don't. A lot of the time, they just have different labels. Like, it's literally the same stuff from the same factory. Right. Yeah, but then, then you also brands. have, like, um, so the illusion. I'm going to use this one as as an example. So I was baking in New Zealand. All of the breads have like really bad emulsifiers and I have a very sensitive tummy. So I don't like emulsifiers and every single bread had emulsifiers there. Here it's like, you know, you can go to the health food section and then you probably won't find it. It's true. But I don't know. It's one of those things I think is it's important. It's true. And it's like, yeah, Americans are rich and we have this capital society that all these how would we know if we are producing more or less goods because of capitalism because of other one of those things that gets started out a lot i don't know if it's necessarily that we're producing more goods i feel like it's just that our priorities lie in different things like these things are all out there like okay i'll give another example they didn't sell fair trade chocolate and that was a big thing for me because I was like, I can't buy chocolate. That's not fair trade. But fair trade isn't even mm. real, which I just found out. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, no, this is, sorry. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's more like there's, there's degrees. They have this thing. They have like a, a process that they have to go through to be considered fair trade, but they don't do checkups ever. So like, yeah, after that, it's like, hopefully. and I'm like, at that point, why isn't everyone fair trade? <laughs> like, how much worse is it? Right. You might as well. <laughs> like, the bar is already I love, so I love low. It every, like, different companies just started going fair trade. And so, like, as they, as, like, the wave moved throughout the market, you would just, like, kind of jump to each brand. <laughs> as they right. were, yeah, they were exactly. those <laughs> I think the other interesting thing is, like, people who don't know what fair trade is and people who don't necessarily have the time or the the care or the resources to like differentiate between these sorts of things how it affects them in their day-to-day life you know um yeah when we, when we start talking about emulsifiers um i think oh, for sure some people get a little lost and i don't want to exclude anyone who's never been to whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're not missing anything if you've never been to Whole Foods, by the way. Especially the one in Harlem. I've, I've been to the one in Harlem. Yeah. I refuse. Like, just on principle, though. Not because not it's Harlem. Just, like, 
in solidarity. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Let me just explain to everybody who may be listening who doesn't know what emulsifiers are. So they have these huge tubs and sticks of glue, but it's food glue and that's oh. in the food. Yeah. It smells like what? glue. It feels like glue. If you get it stuck on your hand, it doesn't just come off with soap and water. It's, it's literally Ew. glue. <laughs> but the thing is, you need it. You need it for like vegetarian products. And there are a lot of ones that aren't so bad. I mean, eggs can be an emulsifier. It's gonna act, it's just anything that's gonna act as that glue. You're right, the industrial ones are gross. So like, <laughs> imagine, imagine you're a vegan and you like pastries. Like, there's absolutely no way that you can get a fake butter without using emulsifiers because yeah. you can't like yeah. coconut coconut oil won't work like that so you're gonna have to use emulsifiers and some of them are really fine mm. yeah i saw the other side of food that i wish i never right. saw <laughs> I, you know that's actually my comment that i was gonna say it's just that side because there's too many sentences to start i think i mean i feel like you know the less you know the Dear, your life can be because like ignorance right, is bliss, right. but like I feel like honestly, no, knowledge power. is power. Like, do you want to be? <laughs> do you want to be blissful or powerful? <laughs> like I, I mean, I feel like you could be blissful and knowledgeable, but you just have to really, really yeah. fight for it. But like that's again the point of this thing. Right. So you could be like, hey guys, now that you know that if you have a very sensitive stomach like me, then maybe. The problem is emulsifiers, right. and you should try a bread with that doesn't have it, and maybe your education will go away. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. Know that was a thing. You don't know the problem. Exactly, right? Right. So, yeah, right. If you don't know something, there's no way for you to interact with it in a way that's really helpful. <laughs> that's right. Speaking of um, <laughs> education and, and bag, I, I don't know if this would be too much of a shift, but I'm just thinking about the way in which we interact with people who may be ignorant and, and not to, to use the term derogatorily, but as just what it means, which is not knowing things or something, whatever is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at hand. Like the way yeah, in which we interact with people. No, no, no. I, I think, but because, you know, I think so many words we don't, oh gosh, well now we're going to talk about words, but so many <laughs> words. No, that's good. I think words and words are going to go together and they're both introductory kinds of helps people understand our vibes. So fucking continue on. But it's because I mean, like, okay, like a word, a word like legit, a word like petty, a word like ignorant, like they've lost their, like people their don't meaning. know, some people don't know that those are dictionary words. Words, right. You know, right. some people think that they're slang yeah. words because they've kind yeah. of been you know it's it's very strange and super they become interesting vernacular. right yeah i feel like um, they have multiple meetings yeah i like mean most words that yeah, have multiple meetings but it, because they they take on a new life because like someone used it like like uh in the way that it was i, I don't even want to say initially because at least in this century it has been used and then it take like I mean think of okay well let's go into petty okay because I was just I'm old that. and that's petty. still new for me it's still new as a slang terminology for me or as like a, a the modern day vernacular um and just like people don't know that that's a that that's that's been a, that's been a word petty is one that's interesting because it's like it hasn't really changed meaning it means what it meant about a three hundred years ago. when the old ladies having tea yeah uh it just became much more common to say. And I think that that's mostly a good thing. 
Uh, it is a fascinating, it's completely changed register in, in like less than two, three decades, I want to say. Mm-hmm. 30 years ago, so mm-hmm. the peak, the kids in the street, the youth, if you will. We're talking about people uh, <laughs> fighting over petty shit, but now they are, you know what I mean? That used to be something. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but like, there's a different one where like, I can get right. petty. That's you, yeah. <laughs> Being, being petty. Petty wasn't right. But see, the thing is, it could have, it can, you know, any adjective like that turns into a verb really easily. Yeah. Uh, even like beautiful can kind of do this. You can become beautiful. So like, if you yeah. get petty, you can embody any. It's funny because like, my experience with petty is like, I never even used the word in my vocabulary until it became popular on social media. I didn't know what petty was or what it meant. I, my understanding from petty came from Twitter. And then I went back to look like, oh, this is what it means. Mm-hmm. Oh, the same thing happened to me in um, Ooh, high school yeah. trifling. Back when <laughs> I was like, yes. And I was yeah. like, oh. I think it was really funny. My mom, um, she would use that terminology. And I think on her job, one of her coworkers said, how do you know about that word? And my mom was, didn't know it was like a, a slang word now. <laughs> I think that's, but that's so dope. You know, like that, mm-hmm. that intersection of how language evolves, but then also transcends different levels of education. Like now my mom knows the slang word and now that woman knows that it was in the dictionary before it was on Twitter. Like that's great. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff like that, but I mean, it's, I feel like it's really nice. And it's also, I feel like a linguistic evolution. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I feel like internet speak the way that everybody is like kind of kind of mushing these things into one. So like back when we were in school, people were like, "Oh, super cool." <laughs> right? I mean, that was a type of old person, but yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but like the thing is, is that everybody knows what that yeah, means right. now. And like, it's I feel like maybe twenty twenty years ago, maybe nobody would. I'm like, I feel like I like the fact that everybody is forcing their cultures into each other. Well, speaking of forcing cultures, I mean, that it reminds me of like AAVE, aka Bonics, mm. and how like the youth, like Gen Z, yeah. uh, for FYI, for anyone listening, um, we are millennials. We're like younger millennials. Um, so. Oh, yeah, Zillennials um, or whatever they call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, me either. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. But like, I just Gen Z baffles me. Like I love their activism, their music, not so much. But then I, you know, I just no. who I am. Right. Yeah, so. I think it's true though that everyone thinks that of their own music. You know, like you're the music right. you listen to when you were a teenager is gonna have is gonna be your number one shit kind of for life for a lot yeah. of people. For me, it is. I feel like also people like the music that their parents right. listen to. I mean, oh, yeah. like somewhat. I hate anything my parents played all the time. I mean, I really found the different goth subgenres through listening to like some synth pop that my mom would play. And then from synth pop, I learned about, you know, dark wave or I learned about new wave um, and post. There you go. So, yeah. It, it, it <laughs> that's another thing that, that transcends and, and can, you know, put you down like a, a, a positive rabbit hole. Um, but, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, just like about how I, I've been seeing some interesting commentary on, um, like people calling out TikTokers, um, of, of the, the Generation Z, uh, for using like AAVE, aka Ebonics. Um, and for those of you who don't know, that acronym stands for African American Vernacular English. Um, and like just feeding off of that, 
that culture, our, our culture, <laughs> and getting fame for it. Um, and then when they're criticized for it, they're like, well, that's just net culture. I don't know. I think it depends. That's one of those things, again, where I think it just becomes every single case is a case, right? I feel like, honestly, it's the intention. Yeah, it's the intention, too. Because some of them are going to be somebody's asshole, saying right? something to make fun. If somebody's saying something to make fun or to be like, um, like, I feel like the whole idea of, like, trying to be gangster, trying to be hood or whatever they call it these days. Yeah. I feel like that thing is problematic. <laughs> because I feel like black people deal with so much. And for somebody to walk in and take, like, an aspect of it and try to be like, hey, look, cool. I'm hip, I'm cool, I'm bad, then, like, that's, you're not understanding it and you're not trying to. But also what I think, like, just with that, I think it's interesting how whenever this happens, people act like it's a whole new phenomenon, but it's been happening forever. It's not like Gen Z is the first people to start, yeah. like, trying to speak like black people in order to gain cool points. Like, that's not really new. No, I mean, like, even if you look at the old gangster movies and yeah, everything. Yeah, no, for sure. Everybody's trying to imitate people. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's trying to imitate each right. other who they think is bad. But I think a lot of the times you'll see, especially, like, nowadays, you'll just see people doing this thing, though, where I think a lot of it is to try to make the youngest generation seem stupid, honestly. Mm. Us and Gen Z, because, you know, boomers mm-hmm. can't, don't know the difference between having between the last 20 years, you know, what they're doing is not different from what every generation has done, especially not not American ones. I think it can be really extremely rude, or it can just be harmless and kind of goofy and cringy, or it can be actually kind of sincere. It really just depends on the person and what they said. So this is actually something that I saw circulating around the other day. White people Ooh. wearing dreads. Oh, it happens so often. So often. I, to- I don't personally yeah. care. I think that as long as they're not doing it, and like I feel like that, what you want to do on your head is, I feel like not really hey, that I'm much. With you but at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, if you're rocking dreads and also like trying to talk like a Rasta, uh, and I'm like, that's rude <laughs> because you're trying to, you just, you no, don't do what that. Dreads is such an interesting whole facet, I swear to God. But it's one of those things I think is kind of funny because a lot of times I'll, I'm not against white people wearing dreads, but I'll point out things like, okay, but like if your hair is a certain amount round, it's not going to fuse. The character doesn't fuse anymore. Like this is just like a point. Like your dreads are different than like black people's dreads. It depends on the person in particular and the hair texture quality, but like I'll say stuff like, you know, your hair won't dread and people will be like that's racist i'll be like this is what what strange world have we entered where this is racist I don't know. so much like even space for for like that for kind of for the for this discussion that we're having like right now just because it's like yeah i don't care what someone wears on their head but just know that it's it says something about them you know it's misconception that people that were going around running around like like cutting off Grinch fingers. It's not like we're running around throwing paint on people wearing fur. You know, it's just that Ooh, right. most people right. who look like this, who who are the originators of this particular hairstyle that you're imitating, regardless of whether you think you're a Viking or not, you're likely actually right. the 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 style that is inherent to us. We're not running around cutting it off, but um. That's not the that's not the issue. We're not saying don't wear it. We're saying you shouldn't do it. And if you do, then that says something about you. That says where your priorities are. Oh no, I don't. I completely agree with that. See, I don't think that they. 
I'm not so sure that they shouldn't do it. Like, I feel like if that's a style that you think is really pretty and you like it that much, then go but ahead and wear I it. I think there's like, the but just also don't, don't be like everybody else who wears it who's so bad. <laughs> but there's just so much that goes into it. Cause like these people, I feel like a lot of them, they like feel like they're embracing a culture. That's not their own. Yeah. And they're just, they're just taking bits of it without fully trying to understand what everybody actually goes through. Exactly. Like the history. Yeah. I of mean, the you definitely got to do more than change your hair. Yeah. Like it's, it's important. It's important to some people. Yeah. And, and it's, so it's like, and it's like, you know, for people who have like really religious dress where it's just full on, I will never cut my hair. Like and, that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> it can be really disrespectful, you know, to have people doing this whole thing. It's like, I just thought it looked so cool. It's like, well, looking cool is not the point. It's kind of the opposite. If yeah. you're like, you know, what I feel like it'd be like some random person walking around with like a bindi on their head, like the mm-hmm. the red dot that the Hindu people wear. It's like, yeah, it's it's really pretty. It is really pretty, but I would never wear it because I don't know what it means to them. And I'm like, I I can't walk around with that. What? I can't do it. <laughs> okay, well, one of these, this is a little thing that I do think is very funny because it seems, I mean, you, I can only go by what I've observed in my life, but only white people do this shit, you know what I mean? Like, there are no, there's no Indian people trying to do this, there's, they're not, there's no black people trying to wear bindis as far as I can find. There's no, there's really, as far as I can tell, at least from where I am, there's no, like, you know, South Americans trying to wear kimonos. Like, I think it's weird, because this is just, like, a weird thing that white people love doing, and <laughs> they can't stop doing it. Everyone I feel like, is, like I feel weird. like it's a thing that they do, because they don't have their own, like, thing that they, they can do, cling though. to. They do, though. You know what I mean? Weird. And, like, the people they have who so try. have so many of it! But the people <laughs> like, obsessively like, about that. Uh, okay. Alright, so here's what I'm saying. So, if you're a white American, and you don't know your exact roots... Then what do you have to cling to as a white American? Yeah, we enslave people. Like that's not There's so cool. many things that are American. Apple pie, baseball. What do we do? So yeah, they love baseball. They love Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> like they. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah. Like what it's <laughs> like is they, is they have a whole they have a whole Americana. They do. It's not like they have no. Yeah, but it's not. It's not like it's not cute. Well, so. we don't think it's cute because it's not our. It's not our Americana. They don't think it's cute either. That's why they're not wearing it. Okay, but like they're they made it. Else so, else you know what I mean? Like, but it's yeah, not, it, make it, change it, it. But why are you stealing ours? Like, yeah, like just change it. Yeah, just change you it. Change what Americana is or what that looks like. Maybe we, a lot of you don't have to like do this weird leechy thing from everyone else. <laughs> All right, so here's what I'm saying. So you know the whole like. um Southern Belle thing, which I feel like a lot of people go to when they try to embrace American mm-hmm. culture. I mean, that was literally started by the KKK. I mean, no, Southern Belle yeah. was literally started by the KKK in their, like, feature film. We gotta save the white women's from the evil, like, black people who are coming to rape us. Like, Blake Lively's whole brand. It's, it's scary to me. I have, to look her up, I have no idea who, I was gonna say I have right no now. idea who Blake Lively she's is. She's the one, she's the one who's, no she's the one who's married to Ryan Reynolds. That doesn't really help me, but I trust you. They got, okay, so they, they got married oh, on gosh. an old plantation. Oh, of course they did. And, Whoa. yeah, cause like, of course, of course they did. But like, um, <laughs> there's another thing, um, what was it? So, Ooh. 
she had this one thing on her page, which I really thought was going to have an outrage, but didn't. It was like mm-hmm. her putting her feet up on an ottoman, but the ottoman was a person. I think I saw that. I I feel like was in blackface. I think I saw oh, that. Really? Oh, what? She removed it. It's gone. Wait, it's gone. Oh, no. the, I saw that. Wait, she, I remember, she, she, I looked it up. I remember this. Yeah. This was bad. I, yeah, yeah, like, I nobody damn. cared. Yeah. This is the kind of shit that makes me happy that I don't like follow celebrities because I feel like they do so much shit like this. Yeah, I found it. it. But- <laughs> I found it. Yeah, and the person um, who I'm gonna send it in the Discord chat and also link it in mm-hmm. podcasting. Um, I'm gonna here we go. I'm sad, you guys. It's Nobody in, ever. It's in the me, spam. Nobody ever tells me a story. It's in the spam chat. Let's about watch. some. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm looking. Uh, about some celebrity that's a, yeah. that's who a did something guy. today, and like it's a happy story. Like, why does that never happen? Why don't these people no, just they have tons of happy stories? I mean, like okay. If you wanna, if you wanna look up a happy story, look up Akon or look up Rihanna. Oh no, no, I know about doing Akon. stuff. I know about Akon. Akon be like, like they're so good. That's my boy. I freaking love them. They just like go around helping people with all their freaking money going uh, around. To oh, people. that's really weird. And I'm like, I'm, sorry, I'm looking at the picture. I'm pretty sure that yeah. I think this is supposed to be a white dude who's dirty. Like I really think that's what they were like literally no. going for. I'm not sure. But um, it's still it super is a white creepy. Man. Like, I don't think he's a blackfish. You know what I, I mean? Feel like I think he's just like literally like supposed to be covered in like ashes. I don't oh, know yeah. about that. I'm trying to get a little bit of a doubt, really, but I'm also like I think he just looks like he's dirty. It's still fucking weird. I like, feel like you know what I mean. That's all no, people. Like, like white people. Why y'all accept that as like like not weird? Yeah. No, but the thing is, is that like I feel like there are just so many things that white people do that they don't like understand what it could do or they don't think that it'll matter. Oh, you guys use- And then there's like the whole, and there's the whole oh, PC culture, right? No, for sure, but like, oh, I want to have to walk on eggshells. Well, I have a theory about this and I want to hear what you guys uh, think. So, uh, for uh, those who don't know, me, Flesh, and Rissy went to the same high school. Oh. Um, our high school our high school was often described as the black high school some of y'all know what that means Woo-hoo, what's up we weren't the black high school you know what i mean we were the black spanish asian every single kind of person who isn't american white including you know like some straight from the fatherland like polish kids yep great everyone who's not traditionally white i think that's that's True, kind of the America across. Not to say that there are no like largely black communities, there are no largely Latin communities, but there are a lot more mixed than white communities, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't make it to third grade without meeting someone not from exactly the same country as your parents, right? If you live in a black community of mm-hmm. any kind, or in an Asian community, or in a Latin community, because they're all everyone else is white people and everyone else. This is a matter of jurisdiction, mm-hmm. like uh, as far as cities yeah. go. And so, like, we learn these things. We learn, like, oh, you know, my neighbors all speak Chinese and they're from China. I know that they're not, like, you know, evil monsters, like the government says. My mm-hmm. other neighbors from the other side speak Spanish. Like, you have to have these multicultural, like, uh, interactions really early. And yet, uh, you know, as much as we all love talking about black people, black people is like a, 
you how how many well, there's no country blackonia you know what i mean like how many how many different places is that yeah. yeah i think it's just like when all of us are so used to just like the basic multicultural like competence stuff because you got you got that so early you got that your whole life we all have like basic multicultural competence basically we've come into contact with other cultures or other people it wasn't weird. It was just, just how you live life. Mm-hmm. And like, we all had to do that. We had many, many chances to do that. But like, white communities are white. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So like, I feel like the thing is, when you're going into a culture and you have no idea what it is, it doesn't matter at all. All you need to do is remember to be respectful. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna care if you walk into their house and they're like a no shoes house, and you don't know that because you don't hang out with people who have no shoes houses. Oh man, no! And, like they just tell you, they just tell you, mm-hmm. and then you just have to respect that. It's just about being respectful. Oh like, yeah, no, like, for sure. You don't, you don't have like it's not like some some hard thing, and I feel like that's something that people get really really concerned about. That's true too. I mean, I, I def- but I think that's what makes it maybe even seem hard to like white people's imagination. I don't know. I, in some ways, I wish we could, we gotta go like find some white people. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, it's just like a, a very basic, I don't, outlook, if you will. I think among most, yeah, uh, any kind of immigrant, black American, Spanish American, Asian American, where like, Another culture is not fictional. It's a very real thing. It's serious. They might do something that you're not expecting and you are sort of already you have to will- deal with it. Yeah, you are, you're sort of already willing to deal with that kind of thing. Whereas like, mm-hmm. you know what? I think a lot of that has to do with having to assimilate here in America. We're just used to being exposed to something that is not our norm. Let me tell you, um, Misha and I went to a pretty mm-hmm. white college. And I don't know if this has been her experience, but I know this has been mine. Every time that I introduced one of my white friends to somebody from my family, they did not know how to act. They didn't know how to take them. They like, it was like, they were so scared of doing the wrong thing. So they like tried to act extra cool. Oh, no. Extra funny. Tried to make a joke of things. And I'm like, just be good like just be nice wow. fucking normal yeah be nice no wild. i feel you because i mean i'm in ohio like it, wow. it doesn't get wider than this and oh. i had a lot of the same experiences where people are just like you guys really are like that's the whole but that's like that's what i'm saying that's the whole thing is like even if it's not necessarily outright uh like a negative kind of racist there's this like cultural <laughs> incompetence that's just like held in general <laughs> and it's just it turns into like one yeah. of the both this really weird, like, kind of well-meaning, but, like, overly nice, creepy white people that's, like, kind of the subject of Get Out. And then there's, like, <laughs> uh, you know, the fucking KKK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, a weird... Yeah, I mean, honestly, but here's here's the thing that I found out. Because I, I do gaming stuff sometimes, and there are a lot of white people that I talk to on these games oh, who, same, like, don't, don't see themselves as racist. Oh, yeah, And yes. they're appalled by that. But like, but then they also, say like, and do racist things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I like Trump. Yes, I don't support. Uh, I don't support Black Lives Matter. Yes, I support Blue Lives <laughs> Matter. But it's because I think that there are some bad cops who should be punished. Oh no, just not all <laughs> bad cops. And I'm like, but all black people should definitely be legally punished at any point in time, no matter what. Every point in time, <laughs> to 
doesn't yeah. matter if you're sleeping. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're walking home. It doesn't matter if you're in your own home. See, but here's the thing. They think that those are just, like, outlier right. cases. They're like, I know. that's not what usually happens. Cops are trustworthy. Ooh. They're here to well, protect us. I can imagine being of an experience where that's true for you. <laughs> right. I can't. I but can't here's the thing. It. Like, it's not, it's not true for them. It's not even true for them. Not true at all. Because if that, they, Mm -hmm. this freaking middle class white person, tried to rob Mm -hmm. a poor person, they could get away with it. If they tried, if they saw like Elon Musk walking down the street (laughs) and they decided that they wanted to rob him for some reason because they knew he would have money, Mm -hmm. like, they would, they would not, they would not last. (laughs) They'd go to jail. The cops would not be on their side. They they wouldn't even get their white I privilege mean, there because they're freaking but poor. They wouldn't be shot. But they, they would they have their life. That's their white privilege. Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. true. Right, but then... I don't think they would get shot. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't. But here's my thing, is that I feel like they don't understand that classism comes before racism and that racism was put in place to keep oh. classism. Oh, yes, yes, please, please. And it's crazy, like, and... And even the ones who don't support Trump, like, there's, there's a lot around here. They'll just be on this, like, well, well, you know, uh, well, just searching for anything to not admit that racism exists. Even though this is a group of people who, like, ideologically hates the fucking police. Right? They also hate the yes. fucking police. They hate them. They think that the state is over, is constantly overreaching in its power. Then they generally ruin people's lives. They destroy businesses and communities. That's what they think about the state. Mm-hmm. But then black people are like, the state is doing all of those things you just said. <laughs> and they've been doing it to us for years, and they're going to start doing it to you if you keep letting them have expanding legal power. And they're like, oh, no, fuck it. We love Donald Trump and the police. I mean, there's also a real issue, though, when people who, like, pretend. It's a real issue, though, when people... When people take the route of, oh, this is a class issue only, though, this isn't racism, as if, you know, the two can't, can't exist simultaneously, you know, like, in a bad way. On top of that, there, there are just people who, who deny that, that, that racism has anything to do with it. There are people who are like, it's just a class thing, but we can't pretend that black people of all classes don't all experience discrimination in one way or another or one time or another. I don't, yeah, that's the thing. People really think there has to be one ism and they're done. There, there are several isms and they all come back to the same thing, that there are only like a few people in the entire world who are winning while we all fight each other. Oh man, and, like, I love it. If the people, if the people who are racist turned around and realized that they have the same problems minus like one thing. Right. Which is the safety of the police or whatever. They are in such a bad situation. It's They're crazy. living from mm-hmm. check to check. Right. They only believe Trump because he promises them that he's going to make their lives better and that nobody else has so far. So he must be the answer. But like nobody else has so far because they're all still the ones winning. Right. And he's winning too. Exactly. So like, no. <laughs> he's not going to help you. He's definitely and not going to help, well, he's gonna help, help you. them socially because mm-hmm. he's going to make it okay to be openly racist again. <laughs> no, but like that's such like a weird like stick. That's like giving a kid yeah, a sticker. It is. It's not they're making their life but better. That's, that's gonna, but it's that's not, what they got. That's what they're. That's what they're. They it's want just, the. They want the shiny coin instead of the dollar. Fighting for that. They're fighting for. They're fighting for what little space they have above everybody else. But it's such a fragile Ooh, thing. Right. 
But it, you, it should show how fragile the system is. And like, I feel, I definitely feel you there. You would think it would need more, uh, you know, white Trump supporters. And the thing is, it is kind of working though in the fact that like, uh, there's lots of white Trump supporters who are kind of turning away from him because they're like, well, my house personally is in ruins. Uh, you know, he's not doing anything about this. He hasn't changed the taxes in the way I liked. He hasn't actually put it up a medical care plan. I don't like Donald Trump anymore. And we're, we're, we're kind of seeing a little yeah, bit of that. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. But like, the thing is, is that people have this illusion, which is the whole ignorance is bliss thing. And they're like, they're living their lives and somebody tells them this is the problem. And they're like, well, that's the problem. Oh, no, I'm sure. If they were to take a step back and look at everything, they'd see that what they're saying the problem is also people just losing. Yeah, losing I don't know. That they yeah, can. I think the barrier, though, that that allows them to be on, on that side and to not step back is the racism. They can't relate. Exactly. Racism is the wall that stops the left and right from being kind of the same thing. Right. If you're talking about a lot of times, like the really yeah. same thing. But I think, but, what's, but like, they don't understand that racism's keeping them down too. Yeah. Because the less that they <laughs> unify, the less power oh, everybody really has. Okay, yeah, um, but it's fascism. Yeah. That's what, that's fascism's main point, right? Make sure that they never notice that we're taking the money out of their pockets. Strong leaders yeah, always right. Keep the people fighting. Keep the people fighting against each other, and then nobody notices while everybody freaking robs them. Do you guys it's know like, who we work? Wait, do you guys know who Amon Bundy is? Um, let me look him up. Oh, okay, I, I'll tell I'll tell this a little bit because it's one of these I think is so interesting, and I feel like we've made it to like this level of cartoonishly bad government where I'm surprised I'm not seeing more of this. But Amon Bundy, and I hope I'm getting his name correct, but so he's like a super right wing guy. He wants he wants it that black people uh, would probably be better off still as slaves, which is crazy. Right, so he's, this is this kind of guy. But he also said when Black Lives Matter was, uh, like when George Floyd, I think maybe two or three days after he died, he was saying like to a bunch of right-wingers, you guys are crazy to think that the Black Lives Matter is the one who's gonna get you. <laughs> You're crazy to think Antique or whoever is coming to the suburbs to get you. It's gonna be the feds. It's gonna be the, it's gonna be the same people who we've been fighting since we began ever doing anything. Right, cause like in his court case, as crazy, he's the one of the guys who like, you guys remember when they were like, some right-wing uh, militia basically took guns to the federal house to, like in order to not pay a fine, essentially is what happened, right? That's a short story. Yeah. He's that guy. And I mean, honestly, if you look at the case, the feds did basically, they were like, we decided that we retroactively bought your land and you owe us fees <laughs> for like 50 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is they, is they're pulling pollution on white people in the country too. They just made white people in the country think that it's different, that mm-hmm. it's like some kind of, you know what I mean? Like this, the exact, it's the exact thing, you know what I mean? Like for them, that's their livelihood, you know what I mean? For black people in the city, yeah, it's our, our bodies are our livelihood, you know? Mostly a lot of these people work fucking labor jobs, like we get brutalized, they get their land stolen. <laughs> but so long as we both hate each other, we're gonna act like these are two different problems. I'm gonna argue with each other, and in fact, to have the right so radicalize us to have them be helping the police is ideologically like it makes no sense. There was mm-hmm. one thing that I read that um, was about Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses, and um, it was a really good point. But I'm like, that's what they're doing. So basically, it's like they were talking about how, and I'm sorry if anybody's listening to this who gets offended, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, the, they were talking about how the whole practice of going door to door is 
this traumatic experience because you keep on getting doors slammed in your face all day. And then you go back and the only people who let you in, who welcome you, are these people in the same community and they call you like a cult. They call you this, 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 and that. And it's like, it tears you down. And you're like, okay, I have nobody but these people. And that's the same thing that's happening with these Trump people. So they go out, right. they say something uneducated that they've heard, they get attacked by everybody, and then they're like, all right, well, well, at least I'm safe in the KKK. <laughs> right. Basically, and it's like, it, but yeah. you're not. <laughs> and that's the thing is, like, it really is, like, this whole, the whole far right operates is, like, a basic or at least not, I won't say the whole far right because there's so many kinds now, which is crazy and creepy, but, uh, like the Trump, the Trump section is just, is one group of people in an abusive relationship with Donald Trump. Donald Trump lies to them constantly. Yes. He hurts them financially. They, he makes them scared they, of everything. They feel compelled to defend him because if they stop, then they're the idiots. Yes, exactly. They there's a, calling them. But here's the thing is, that's like, the, that sort of relationship, as uh, most people, I think, can realize, isn't really very sustainable. And so, no. I, what I really think is you're going to see a lot of hardcore Trump people turn around and be like, we have to set Donald Trump's house on fire just because of how he abuses them more than anyone else. You know, like literally stole from his own campaign. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, stealing from these like, people more than any of us, which is impressive considering how much he's stealing from us. But like the thing is, is that he's not even the the biggest oh, problem no, here. He's just a great embodiment of all of it and the result of why it's not sustainable because right i like legit wish that i had enough patience and love in me to go and sit through and talk everybody through everything <laughs> i can see you doing that to be honest i don't and i hope i hope somebody Ooh. does i am having because, fun like, no it's not you can have a little bit of fun trying to convert libertarians it's not easy some of, yeah, some of them I mean, are beyond it but they're pretty close I've been trying it. I was friends with this one girl who was a Trump supporter, and I used to talk to her all the time, and she would tell me about her problems, and they were identical to my problems, but she'd think that they were because of other things, and I'd be like, okay, look at your problems, though. Look, really, really look yeah. at them. But they don't want to hear that. No, but she was able to see some of it. It's just, whenever I wasn't talking to her every day she would revert because she was living in a house with a bunch of Trump supporters. She was surrounded by these people. He kept on it's telling her another thing. It's literally a cult. That's what I'm and saying. I'm like, it's literally an abusive relationship. And, like, she wasn't even able to go to college. All of her money was being freaking sucked into the family because they couldn't pay for anything. Right. And they hoped that Trump was right. the answer. And I'm like, if you were able to go to college, you would see that things are different than what everybody's telling you in your cult. Right. <laughs> not that way and like i got her to like see okay i don't think that the cops were right with george floyd i don't think that the cops were right with brianna taylor those cops should be tried and persecuted and i hope that they get it's just that. crazy to me that that's a point that you have to get to how is that a point that you have to get to that that that's what gets to me it's like i can't if you if someone doesn't understand oh. that if someone doesn't understand that, then I have nothing, I have nothing to say to them. Me personally, I can't, there's nothing that I can say to you to let yeah. you know that something that is so wrong and so systemic is, is just that. If, if you don't understand that, already, but that's, that's part I, of valid fighting. That's part of the I can't fight. Talk to you. I just can't, like, there's, there's nothing productive that can come from that interaction. Because these are the points that the other people are telling them to make when they make these, when they come out and they debate with people. Yeah. So if mm. they say it, 
they get jumped on and they're shut out. Right. Like they're the Jehovah's Witness going to the door, like, hey, but what about the cops' perspective? And then they're like, okay, you're a freaking sociopath. I'm not gonna have this conversation with you. You don't care about life. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. maybe they do. Maybe they're just regurgitating. I think what they people just don't care about my life. They just don't care about my. I life. think it's true that both of you are right. Yeah. Like, I think we gotta, we gotta, we gotta really learn this, especially if we're gonna talk about like trying to speak to Trump supporters without losing your minds, right? Uh, so it's like, I'm there with you. I'm with you, yeah, Flash, and I'm with you, Rissy, because it's true. It, on the one hand, if somebody can't... like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah, and uh, what I'm saying is, like, if somebody can't see that getting murdered in the street is wrong, like, if that's... Because the mere fact that we have to, like, make that moral argument out loud as if it isn't obvious... Is itself mm. something that I think has been so tired so many black people for the right. last fucking 45 years, at least in this country. Because it's just, it's so obvious, you know what I mean? To it's us. It's dehumanizing, and I, I'm just, I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> and you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. But I'm also saying. You shouldn't have to, but it's not your job. Is, to, to extent, we have to realize that that's true. What Vicky's saying is true. So. Whatever is somebody who's not looking at it the way we're looking at it, as this is an obvious moral failing, Jesus Christ. Right, someone who's never heard of it that way, who really does believe all kinds of weird shifty shit maybe happened before the guy got shot, that the right loves to pretend is happening. But they're not gonna read the book, of course. What happened before the cameras came That's what I'm saying. That's what they're that's what they're gonna say. They're gonna say that there was some reason. They're not saying they're never gonna or your big right wing groups at least, they're not gonna be like, Oh well, yeah, murdering is fine. They're not gonna say that out loud, even though they're gonna act like it uh, aggressively. They're gonna say these things. They're gonna say maybe it's not fair. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. And when we jump on them, like you have no moral fiber, you fucking psychopath. How could you not see that murdering someone in the street is wrong? They're like, oh, these people are really unreasonable. They're not listening to my side. They're not listening. They're just. They're also just crazy fanatics. And they're telling me my guys are crazy fanatics. And so maybe everyone's a crazy fanatic like that. We have to realize that that's the strategy, even if it's dumb as shit. I think it's, I think it's important that we start realizing that that's part of the strategy that keeps these people in is like, we hear that, and from our point of view where we actually argue about, like, from a moral point of view, from this most basic reasoning, uh, obviously it's wrong. Obviously this is sort of like unacceptable and bad. And a lot of people, when they come from that place, they know that if, if he got murdered like that, it would be so unacceptable and so bad that they can kind of pretend it didn't happen. It makes it easier for them. Because they believe really, truly that the cops are good and that they believe that they do good things and only good things. They were told that they should be feel they should feel safe by this. But then when they look at the statistics, mm-hmm. they're like, the white people are getting murdered more. And it's like, mm-hmm. then you should be fighting too. Exactly. That's what, like, that response has always baffled me, right. man. If you think white people are being murdered even more than that, how the fuck do you come away with this? But the police are good, and we have to save them. We should give them even more money. Like, that to me is just so, yes. We, okay. we know how they come away. Here's the thing, we are shooting white people too. They started you know? killing, hippies were, have been on the list since like the 70-something. You know what I mean? Like, white hippies, you guys are going to get shot. For me, I just, I just kind of feel like I, I've sat back and I've listened to a lot of just kind of like arguments and like defenses for like, Trump and like everything that he's done and I've just kind of seen a lot of like I don't know there's some kind of like internal struggle there within some people there's like underlying issues so for like me being a part of that LGBT community and seeing people who I've aligned myself with in some kind of way who have 
identified themselves as either allies or part of the community. The people who um, have identified themselves as allies have just kind of been like, yeah, you know, right. I, I support Trump for this reason. But no, I love the LGBT community. And, I say, and I'm like, but that doesn't make sense with <laughs> what with what's happening. It's like it's really just kind of at a point where it's just like, OK, I can't sit here and just try to, like, convince you because at a certain point. You're just not listening to what I'm saying at all or what anybody is saying for that matter because you're so stuck in what you believe. So I've just started completely removing myself because at this point where we're at, where like, you know, um, people are being visibly murdered by the police. People are like turning around and being <laughs> shot in the back. And there are other people who are like shooting into protests and then the police are just kind of letting them go all willy nilly and stuff like that. Right. I'm at a point where I'm just not, I'm mm. blocking you because you should at this point understand the position, the position that you're playing and like what you're standing for. And like, for me, I feel like aligning myself in any kind of way. I don't care if you're family. I don't care if you're like somebody who I used to associate myself with. I refuse to be that person who's like, oh yeah, I have that one black friend V. I have that one trans friend V. <laughs> and I, I, I can't, I can't be that. And I can't do that to like, it, no, it I, takes a toll on I, yourself where you're sitting here I, trying to convince it, somebody it, it because be you had some kind of friendship or something with that past. person. But um, I don't know. That point for me was in 2015, <laughs> right. three fourths of the way through. I mean, 2015 I mean, was like the last good year. <laughs> like, life's just been downhill. You know, <laughs> yo, for real. That's when Drake's Controla, One when? Dance came out. Everything was good. You know. <laughs> yo, wait, what? What year? 2015. I'm telling you, we gotta go back and make sure that the Cubs don't win the World Series. The Cubs can't win the 2016 World Series, and we'll be back to the original timeline. When we get a time machine, we can work that Don't shit out. Get Barry. Yo. Oh. No. Nothing right. <laughs> it's true though. But yeah, that's the thing is like, I think political relationships are so interesting and so kind of crazy because this, this, this general lack of like political literacy, I think really is leading to some of this stuff where it's like, where you can have people believe that, you know, when Republicans say stuff like they're fiscally responsible, that that's true, or that they spend less money than Democrats do, which is not true, right? Or at least if we're talking about Donald that, Trump, that, it's not close That's to an true. alternative fact. Yeah, it's like, but that's an alternative fact they've been running since the fucking 70s, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But so is all of history. <laughs> history, like, all of history is so wild and bizarre, and I think, like, we need to get to a point... Where we almost stopped talking about Donald Trump because, like, like he he's a great thing to point to as like the 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 effect of all of this. But like the roots are just so much deeper that I I I do not personally I can't pay attention to news surrounding him because to me he's the symptom. I mean, you know, he's not he's not the disease and. I, I just I that's that's another one of those things that I just personally can't give energy to anymore because we know yes we know he sucks we know he's evil <laughs> we know like we know these things evil in a bad way so I just I feel like there has to be a point where we get past even debating that like why is that still debatable in August 2020 it's not it's not debatable anymore yeah I mean definitely I feel like I don't know it is it is a thing where um this person has become just kind of the poster for like, okay, this is what 
has been bubbling under the surface for like a while now and it's kind of just coming out but like um now we're kind of faced with this like issue of okay where do we move and what do we do next because this is so like obviously a point where we're just kind of like seeing all this blatant racism when it used to be just kind of like um a little bit more silent but like more shown off so right now it's kind of more like people are taping things more and people are recording things more so it's more to the forefront of like what has been happening for years and years and years but now we're able to like kind of see it a lot more um but where do we move like now trying to navigate the space that we're in now and this person who has been in office who's kind of like been the face of of all of this stuff that's coming up that's a good point i mean that's kind of what we're trying to do here here in the reclamation room right is like figure out what we do with all these grievances you know like what positive steps can we take because we're all kind of just here with these ideas and similar thoughts and differing thoughts and it's like, well, what's the next step? We all, like, these are things that we know to be true. What do we do now? You know? What do we do now? <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, I feel like it's a, such a, a mm-hmm. heavy question with layers, um, well, with answers, layers of answers, um, like, depending on, I guess, where you're at in life, where you, your resources are. Um, I don't know. That's just really it. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it helps that, like, my state of mind today isn't so great. Like, ask me two weeks ago, I probably would have had, like, a legitimate answer, but I don't know. After what we've seen the last few days, you know, Jacob Blake and, and, um, Kenosha, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. like, I kind of felt defeated again. That's, you know, super yeah. valid. What do y'all think? Bless, you got anything there? Um, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, the way it affects all of us when we see another black person murdered by the re- the police or like a, some vigilante. I think we can actually do, that's the thing that I feel so sad about, like, it, it seems and it feels so hopeless sometimes, but I feel like we also have to realize that this level of extreme I don't know what to call it, policy mismanagement, government mismanagement, awful hegemony, <laughs> right? It it makes people not like their lives, and it makes people not like the government, and it makes people not like their surroundings. So if ever there's a fucking chance <laughs> for us to, like, really start, like, paying attention and getting active and for, like, grassroots to actually do anything, it's going to be now, right? It's going to be now to fucking... This time next year, we have to be the ones making those changes. Thanks for listening. See you next week in the Rock Room. Welcome to the Revolution.